Welcome to the Gospel Truth Project Podcast. I am your host, and I'm here with my co-host. Hey, guys. What's up, Dylan? How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I mean, I'm doing pretty good. I'm really tired. Um, I actually only got two hours of sleep last night, so I'm uh, I'm ready to uh, record today and then probably take a nap, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, that need to pass out. That's what needs to happen. It's complete and utter pass out. (laughs) So, today, um, now I did give you a heads up, so I I hope you're ready. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. I, I have, I obviously like, uh, if if you're new to the podcast, we've been kind of going back and forth a little bit where I'll host one. I'll have a topic. I might talk a little bit more because I have stuff to bring toward, like to the podcast. And then um, Dylan rebuttals and talks about it. And if we do end up having different views, it's cool because then we can talk about it and walk through and um, discuss. Um, but the cool thing is, is that as, as people who see the Bible as authority, it's really easy to work things out because we can um, look to the Bible because we don't have the truths ourselves. The Bible does. And um, that's where we find um, truth is through that and through the word of God. So that's kind of the cool thing there. Um, so today we are, um, we are technically, I'll say we are sponsored for today. Yes. Um, <gasps> right. But it's interesting because we're sponsored by you, the viewers. We're, we're sponsored by you guys buying our merch. We're sponsored by you guys going and donating. We're sponsored by you guys uh, just clicking play, clicking download, clicking the five star, clicking follow. All that stuff is sponsoring the podcast. So we thank you, the, the, the listener, um, for tuning in and actually sponsoring our podcast, being a part of it. Um, so that I just kind of wanted to say that because we have merch. We have a website, gospeltruthproject.com. We have um, places where you can donate. And like I said, 75% of all the proceeds, um, all, all profit that comes in, uh, whether it's profit or not, all money that comes in, 75% of it goes towards uh, childhood cancer research. And then the other 25% is split amongst all our different oversight, which website... <laughs> graphic art designs hosting everything we do that 25 percent runs all of it yeah and i just say um i have been lucky to get some of the first merch and um the hat the gtp hat is super sick it's as clean it's black with the white logo on it up front it's just really clean i've been wearing it for a couple days now and uh definitely would say get that before it runs out and um yeah just thank you to everybody who contributes and listens and uh, just supports us um it means a lot and just know that you know everything's everything is going to a good cause and it's not just you know just being you know bet wherever and your money's going to help things and not just fill our pockets we're we're very careful where the 75 percent goes to like we're we're not just like throwing it at the first thing that says they help kids in cancer we like we look at where's the money going are they 100 percent like nonprofit? is this 
Um, are, have they been doing things that are good? Can we find them in the news? Can we find them in local uh, news in the area that they work in? Can we see if there's anybody saying that they helped? Or We look at these things because we want to make sure that it's important that we're supporting causes that take care of people. Um, and right now we're doing a childhood cancer research and um, taking care of uh, kids with cancer, especially since it's such a, a it's a big thing that doesn't really get a lot of funding compared to other cancer research projects and other cancer research in general. So we 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 are looking to do this um, every quarter of the year. We we take seventy five percent of the profit made for that quarter, and it goes towards. Uh, towards that so and we'll have on the website how much has been donated for the previous quarter and we'll just keep adding on because we'll make goals to hit basically like we want to hit this amount we want to hit this amount and we'll keep raising that goal until we continue through so today like i said i prepped this today i'm excited for today i i gave you a heads up today not you know i gave you a heads up like two weeks well, ago because we're a little behind yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Moves, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so today we're actually talking about um are we once saved, always saved? And this is a good topic because um it's I'm a real a good of, topic. It's a really good topic. I'm on a lot of different Christian forums and uh websites and uh Facebook pages and groups and stuff like that where I like to go on there and discuss uh ideology and um apologetics and you know just kind of backing what the bible says and like hey this is what this says it refers to this it refers to this you can see literal translation of these words mean this etc and i like discussing because you grow by discussing and debating in a in a very calm manner um, yeah and that's kind of what, like, I, I've been studying apologetics, and apologetics is just, like I said before in one of the previous podcasts, is just creating a case for what you believe in and why you believe in it in a in a court setting, almost. Like, very, not really emotionally attached to what you're saying, but it's saying it with a reason. Oh, this is what the fact says. This is what the Bible says. This is what this actually says. That's why I believe this way. So... That's kind of what I like doing. So one of the hot topics right now is once saved, always saved, because a lot of people are coming forward saying, oh, yeah, well, you know, they might support this or they might be this way or they might like this, but they were saved. So they're always saved. So that doesn't matter if they whatever they do. And I think this is a really hot topic right now. So that's why I'm bringing it forward today. <laughs> yeah, I think this is a. Uh... One of those topics that, you know, it's 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 splitting hairs a little bit because some people, I mean, well, everything can be, but you know, where people are like, well, you know, and it, some people are very decisive on what they believe, and there's no gray area. You know? Some people are like, well, it depends on how far you go, and how far, you know, either way. Either you know, are what? How do you know you're truly saved, and how do you know mm -hmm. that you're not saved? And I think a good place to start uh, to start off would be, well, how do you know that you are saved, and what does it mean to be saved? Mm -hmm. So That's I think if we we gotta we gotta talk about that first before we bring up the topic of if you were once saved. Oh, because 
this what I'm getting at is were you ever truly saved? Right. Actually, that's a good point. Um, hundred um, percent. I think that is because you know some people they may think they've been walking with God, or they might have they think they you know accepted him, but you know because I I truly believe if you have a hundred percent fully devoted and accepted God into your life. I, I don't think that you can, if you fully, fully experienced the presence of God and accepted him, I don't think anybody in their right mind would choose to actively walk away. I got you. And that's the way I look at it. And that's what I think. And that's what my belief is. Because mm-hmm. if you know God, why would you choose anything else? Mm-hmm. And I, that's, what, that's, that's what I get at. And that's, that's, where I kind of come at, but I think once again, like I said, if we should talk about what does it mean to truly be saved? Right. And, and we do have an episode on salvation where you and me sat down for, I think it was an yes. hour and 15 minutes. Um, Probably. Just, just to kind of <laughs> summarize that episode without going off yes. too much into that topic. Y- you accept Christ into your life. You're gifted the Holy spirit. The Holy spirit gives you discernment. Right. And gives you the Holy Spirit's presence to help you through life understand what is and what isn't right before God. And um, somebody that I was talking to summarized salvation is that you know you're truly saved when when you sin, you re- you feel that remorse. Uh, even John, mm-hmm. uh, no, sorry, Peter, um, he says, why does my body do what I don't Wait, want Simon? it to do? No, no, the, it, it, was, uh, it was Peter. Simon? Uh, Simon. <laughs> no, Simon Peter, no. Sorry. <laughs> no, so Peter Sorry. even said that, like, mm-hmm. why does my body do what I don't want it to do? And it's against what I want to do it. And he's yeah. like, he's mad because he understands what he did was sin. He understands that we fall short. Yep. The difference is that if you're truly saved and you have the Holy Spirit's presence, you don't want to live in the flesh. You are actively fighting mm-hmm. and turning away from sin because you have that discernment. If the Holy Spirit's not there, then you are going to want to do the things that are sinful or of the flesh because you don't know better. You just look at it as like, yeah, it just makes me feel good. I'm going to do it. Oh, that just feels right. So I'm going to do it. But that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. Once you're saved, you understand what the, the, what that is. And that's why we're to study the word because you're actively wanting to know more. Like things will make you feel bad because you're like, wow, that really sucked. Like um, one of my family members, not going to name drop, they used to smoke. They weren't Christian. They smoked a lot of stuff. I'm not going to go into it too much. And they went to a church. <laughs> they found they found Christ, and uh, they they accepted Christ into their life. The Holy Spirit came upon them, and every single addiction they had just fell off of them. And I think That's about so a year awesome. later. Yeah, about a year later, he was with one of his old buddies and they decided, well, I'm he's like, you know what? I'm going to hang out with them. I'm going to smoke one with them, like a cigarette or something, which he got off of those two, like completely. And he smoked yeah. it and he felt crap. Like he felt like he did the worst thing in his well, life. Yeah, it's a cigarette. Right. It was, it was I mean, that no. whole thing. Right. But it was the whole thing where he was like, this is holy. The Holy Spirit just said upon me, I was like, what are you doing? Like, this is your old life. You're dead to that life. Move on. Yeah. This is where I am now. And he knew that it was wrong and he hated it. He didn't want to go back. He didn't want to be addicted anymore. He didn't want to get into that. And he dropped it and he walked. He was like, I'm done. I'm not dealing with this. Yeah. And it just 
it goes to show that when you are saved, you don't sin happily because you don't live in sin. Yep. Um, so we will touch on that with this because that's part of the whole thing with the argument for once saved, always saved. And I think some of these verses, I, I, like I think we're going to, I think you and me are going to talk a little bit about it too. Cause this yeah. studying, studying this with a lot of other people really opened my eyes to it and realized that I, I was wrong in how I was thinking and understanding what the Bible actually talks about in, in salvation in itself. So definitely yeah. recommend go back, listen to episode. Give me a second. Uh, three. Episode three salvation, of our podcast. Yeah. Salvation, what does it mean? Um, yeah. So, so if off, you haven't listened yeah. to that one, go back, go on our socials, and watch, listen to that. If not, you get the summary. It's all good. Um, also, mm. I just wanted to chime in real quick, too. Like what you yeah. said with uh, your family member when they got um, clean off it of when they accepted. I know for, there may be some new believers um, listening, that mm. is not going to be everybody's case. No, where they, no. they, they, and don't feel bad if you're still struggling with you know past sins and addictions. Mm. Uh, right. Seek counsel, uh, seek prayer, and uh, find somebody that you can uh, help keep you accountable, whether it be a friend, family member, uh, spouse, girlfriend, whatever it is. But remember just that it's the power of Christ that can get you through those things, not the person you're confiding in, just so mm-hmm. you're aware. No, I just wanted to make sure because, I mean, it, but it is a giant praise, though, when you hear something like that, because sometimes miracles, God works that way. And sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, bad things happen if we live in a fallen world. And sometimes people get saved right away. Sometimes, you know, you got to walk the valley. So. Right. Yeah. Um, Just wanted to share that. Right. Felt like I had to. No, no, that's a good point. That's really good to point out because it's not a, that's, that's not an always that way kind of thing. That revelation. Um, Would make it super nice for everybody. I mean, but (laughs) I know that that's the whole, the, there is a, there's a change in the sense that you realize what you were doing is now. Yeah. There's that change where it's like a flip of the switch where it's like, wow, this really makes me feel gross or this really is nasty. Like, this makes me not like it. Like, I do not like this stuff. And it really starts to show you because that's what the Holy Spirit's telling you. Like, hey, this stuff's not of me. Like, don't do these things. And that's where you want to learn more about him. So you read the Bible and that way you can start studying and understand him more so that you're better prepped to deal with the things that come at you from the world because there's a lot of stuff in the world that will tear you down, take you out bring you away stuff like that uh that's what the enemy wants they want to you know kill still right. destroy so one of the verses that i was talking to this guy about um he brought up actually john um 10 27 to 28 um in this it, uh it's jesus he says my sheep hear my voice i know them and they follow me i give them eternal life and they will never perish no one will snatch them out of my hand this is a very common verse talking about not being pulled away from God, right? The yes. the the one thing to remember there that he said first was I know them and they follow me. That yes. that is a choice for us to follow Christ. 
that's the whole point of Christian follow Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, even Christ in this, life. right? Yeah, and I I've said it before too. Usually these verses and stuff like that, you don't want to take them out of context. We can look at um, these verses mm-hmm. specifically. The context for it is actually verse twenty-two to forty-two. So if you want to read that, that's the whole section where um, Jesus is concerned in an overt kind of threat by the same religious leaders that have been castigating for years. And uh, he echoes metaphors of sheep and shepherds. And he goes on yeah. to uh, give sight after giving sight to a blind man. You know, so there's a lot of cool stuff in that section. But this is one of the verses taken out of that saying like, oh, it says they'll never depart me. But it, it does say that we have to follow him. So. If you're not actively following, mm-hmm. you know, if it's like, you know, this is the safe area. If, if you stay in the safe area, you'll be safe. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to go over there. Uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm still safe. It's like, well, you're not in the safe area. Right. If you're not, you know, if it's like if you're playing a game of tag and you mm-hmm. go outside the safe area, you, you might get tagged. Mm-hmm. You you may not you may not survive you you know so that's why it's best is to you know stay in the safe area which is staying in you know staying in the word stay in a mm-hmm. prayer mindset you know and, and to be active in it because and also you know another thing is too if you don't actually try to work on your faith or actually mm-hmm. you know do anything you're gonna grow stagnant and you know the shepherd he walks mm-hmm. you know and if you're not walking you know with with him and you're not staying with the shepherd growing mm-hmm. and walking with him you will be left behind right. you know and i feel like you know it's one thing you can say you're a christian but unless you're actually like walking the walk and trying to go through the steps your faith mm-hmm. What is it? Oh my gosh! What is it? Uh, faith without works. You're bringing up James. Oh, great! <laughs> James I knew what I was doing. James I forgot two. Was James. James yeah. two is really important because James Freaking two. James Homer. Yeah, it's James <laughs> two, uh, verse twenty six. If I remember correctly, and it, it's the context there is fourteen to twenty six because he's talking about. Uh, us as Christians, how we're supposed to walk in Christ, what that looks like, and talk about faith without works, etc. That's we've talked about this before, but absolutely yeah. love that you brought it this in is the book of James. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but it's it's true though, and I think that's a big thing with it all. You mm-hmm. know, without. It's one thing you mean, like, it's like, I could say I'm a bodybuilder, right? Mm-hmm. If I don't go to the gym, I don't do anything to lift, but I say it. Mm-hmm. Does it make me a bodybuilder? Does it make right. me strong? Right. No, it doesn't. I mean, I am strong, but that's because I'm a very large person and I, mm-hmm. you know, just the way I was. God made me. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, that's too showboating. Why did I say that? That's just sounds conceited. <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> I, okay, so the kind of continue on. Over here, but yes. 
I you have know. something for you then. Okay. Because okay. Um. So you know the Book of Hebrews, obviously, right? Wait. How does Moses make his coffee? Real quick. Hebrews it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, right. So Hebrews. Um, if you don't know, it was written for Christians, people who were already saved. Um, it, it's explaining to Christians at this time that Jesus is superior to Moses and all of Moses' accomplishments, and Christians need to encourage each other to fully trust in God in order to see fulfillment of his promises. Um, that's what chapter 3 is about. Hebrew and as a whole um, is to the audience of Christians, newly Christians, and Christians have been Christians for a while, to understand the, the, the new covenant and what we fall under, under the new covenant. And it's really important to distinguish that. So in Hebrews 3, verse 12, which the context here is verse 7 through 14, but Hebrews 3, 12. Um, now, uh, the direct translation here is, take care, brothers and sisters, this is in Christ, that there will not be any one of you an evil, unbelieving heart that falls away from the living God. Um it's really important to distinguish there's two Greek words here, which is apistias and apostene. Um, those are translated. What you call me? <laughs> no. <laughs> apistias and apostene. <laughs> so when it says uh, in the ESV version, it actually uses unbelieving heart leads you to fall away from the living God. And Respectively, apostene is the word from which we get the term apostasy, uh, which means a rebellion or defiance of authority. It's most like frequently used to describe those who completely leave the Christian faith. However, like most such terms, there are varied levels of meanings of falling away. In this case, the meaning is that of sin and faithlessness, not open rejection of God. So it's Lily, you can have faith. And because he's talking to a Christian audience who are already saved and telling them, don't, uh, don't live in sin. Don't be sinful. Don't be unbelieving. Don't lose faith. Don't lose heart because you'll be turned away. You'll fall away. Um, King James Version even says you'll be departed, like in departing from the living God. Um, you got Christian Standard Bible, which uses this and says unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. Um there's a lot of different, it all comes to the same understanding that as Christians, there you can choose to walk away, but you are full acknowledgement, like you were saying earlier, it's crazy to think this, but there are people who understand what is right and don't want to do it and choose to, um, don't want to believe in it because they don't, that's not, they, they want to gratify the flesh more. Or they learn to gratify the flesh, or they start to un not believe in what the message is of the word, and then they start to have sin in their life, and it, the life of sin will come in and just destroy, which you also mentioned, which is the kill, steal, and destroy. This is just mm -hmm. something Hebrews talks about. Um, we can see that as well in First John, um, as one who has been born of God practices sin, right? Because his seed remains in him, and he cannot mm -hmm. sin continually because he has been born of God. And this is this is interesting because it it talks about making a practice of sin. 
like I was telling, like you and me were talking about earlier with sin, is that once you understand and are, receive the Holy Spirit, you understand, ooh, that doesn't feel right. That's wrong. Like, this is sin. I don't want to do this. This is gross. So if you understand God, it's not, you can't just keep on that way or living in a life of sin continuously because it's gross, which you were about saying that obviously that it, 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 it's like, who would do that? That's insane. If you understand it now, right? It is. Yeah. And I, what I'm getting at is like, it takes, I think it takes a lot more faith to walk away. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I, I could never understand that. I guess some people, right. you know, the, the main thing I always think I hear is like, where where was he when this happened, and where was he when that happened? And, right. You know, uh, the, the, you know, this person has cancer now, and they believed. It's like, but the thing is that we live in a world that's faulted, and I think people forget that. And, you know, it's easier to be like, oh, it's, you know, it, it's all messed up because, you know, God doesn't, you know, he's supposed to save us. He's supposed to do this. And I think it's just easier for people to, I don't know, cop out and say, well, that's, you know, you know, who, who knows if it's even real? It's like, it even says it, like... Mm. It's not going to be easy if you follow. Right. And that's, you know, I think that goes to not being fully equipped and not fully knowing. Because if you mm-hmm. don't realize that when you're called to be a believer and a, and a Christian, it says in the Bible, it's not going to be easy. It's right. going to be full of trials mm-hmm. and, and, and misfortune. Because as a Christian, you look at like in Acts, I want to say it's verse... Uh, six and se- oh, seven. Like Stephen was the first martyr in the Bible. He he's going there, and the Holy Spirit is on him. He's glowing with it, and he's talking, preaching in front of the synagogue and mm-hmm. the people about God, and he's on mm-hmm. fire for them. And they're like, you know what? We're done with you. And he basically told them, like, yo, look it. This is a prophecy, and boom, 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 boom. The Holy Spirit was flowing through him, and he's like, this is what is right. You're all wrong. Then they're like, you know what? Take Stephen out back. We're throwing rocks at him, and he got stoned. Like, not the good stoned. Right. Like, <laughs> the, the, the bad stoned. Seven, yeah. <laughs> like, the one that, the one, the one that kills you. Um, so, <laughs> anyways... Sorry, yeah. I heard that from a pastor one time. I always thought it was funny because it was the middle of youth group. And he's like, and not, you think it's a good stone. And everybody's looking like, what? So like to this day, I still say that. I just taught on that two weeks, like a couple weeks ago. I said that to the kids. And one kid to be like, what? What did you just say? I'm like, it's only reason it's said is because it adds, it catches them off guard when they're not yeah. paying attention in the world of the lesson. Yeah. I'm like, I see y'all on that Pokemon Go. <laughs> I'm like, quit trying, to, quit trying to take that gym over. Um, but yeah, that's, act, that's Act 7 yeah. that you're talking about. Yeah, Act 7. That's where it's cited. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like that, you know? It's like, we're not called to have it easy. People, you know, like, here in America, 
we have it the easiest. Mm-hmm. Like China, they have to they'll walk sixteen hours. They'll go travel sixteen hours just to go to church on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then they have their Bibles memorized because if they get caught with it, they go into jail and it's burned. Like, and then there's like me, you know, on Sunday as a pastor, I'm like, ah, I don't want to go. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, this Sunday, I was going like, I'm kind of tired. It's been a long week. And then, yeah. My fiance is not feeling good, so she's like, oh, I don't feel good. I can't go. I'm like sick. I'm like, I really don't want to go now. I don't want to sit by myself. And there's all these things that, you know, go like, you know, like, hey, you don't want you to go, but it's important, though, to go mm-hmm. and have fellowship and because we are going through all this hard stuff. Right. And I think that's where a lot of people get, you know, when they fall away. On mm-hmm. with their walk is when they lack that fellowship. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't have somebody feeding into you, you don't, you don't, you're not connected. It's easy to feel isolated, and this is a, you know, it's a bunch of hogwash. So, mm-hmm. and I think that's a big thing for a lot of people is like, well, you know, look what the church does. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, look at all this stuff. Look, you know, like all the bad things that happen in the church. People have been hurt by a church. And I, you know, you hear, I hear that a lot, right. you know, like same. And it's like, yeah, there is a lot of hurt. That's why, you know, like, and I don't blame people for that. I, I mean, well, no, I blame the people, not the church. And then, you know, if the church doesn't do anything about it, it's a hundred percent on that community. Mm-hmm. But you need to find a good community. Like, that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing. Yeah. No, it's a it's a good point. And obviously with the church thing, I, I touched up on on one of our blog posts that we actually have live and uh, oh yeah, yeah. The, when it comes to the church, people tend to think I'm Christian, so I go to church, which makes me Christian. And that's false religion. No. And it's really Whoa. easy to fall into that because we don't follow man we follow Christ which is why it's christian it's it's the word following Christ follower of Christ uh, the savior um which is really an important distinguishment when it comes to how this is supposed to play out um i know uh one of the verses ended up talking about was uh first john 3 9 because this is one that uh they brought up on their side they use a lot of the king james so they're like it's whosoever is begotten of god does not sin because his seed abides in him he cannot sin because he is begotten of god um this is this is a good verse and um the context here is actually first first john 3 4 through 10 um because it's strongly condemning sin it leaves no excuse for it um, it interprets it as, as a kind of like a litmus test for salvation. Actually, if you read through it, you'll know what I mean. Um, John's specific audience is actually Christian believers in this instance. And salvation is no excuse for sin because all sin is from the devil, our flesh, not God. Sin always disrupts our God, our walk with God. And those who only walk in sin and darkness cannot claim to be children of God. 
Um, if you go to the Christian standard version, you can see it says everyone who has been born of God does not sin because his seed remains in him. He is not able to sin because he has been born of God. Now, here's the interesting thing. This doesn't mean that we are blameless and without sin. Um, Because only Jesus was blameless and without sin. We have sinned and we will sin again because we fall short. But what is seed? This is the important part um, in that verse that was used. Because I asked that person, like, what do you think the word seed means? Because that's that's a good center point to that verse. And um, if you look up the word seed itself, um, the that is actually talking about the the word, like actually the word of God. Um, so when it's talking about the the seed, it's the word of God that continues to abide in Him. Um, we can see that in, I think it's, uh, it's Matthew, remember correctly, um, Matthew 13, 19, that talks about it, where it's like the, if, if you're planting seeds with other people, like sharing the gospel and you don't water that seed and they don't understand what they're being given, that Satan can take that seed. And it's an interesting, it's interesting because it, it just comes to show that you can't just Tell someone Jesus loves you, John 3, 16, and walk away. It's more than that. It's not just shouting a verse at someone or else we could just put a picket sign out on the corner and do save thousands of people every single day. Um, In this instant, it's talking about we abide by the word of God, which is scripture, which is the Bible, which we have that connects us to God um, and understand his word and get closer to him. And then with abiding by that, we share that with others and continue to share that with others to help them grow, not just throw seeds and hope they land somewhere. And eventually maybe something will grow out of it. It was like, we continue like farmers to continue to reap, to uh, help that grow by giving more and more to that person, showing them love, showing them compassion showing them the truth of what God is, who he is, why it's important, how we have grace. I have grace. You have grace because of God, um, because what he did through Jesus. There's a lot of really cool stuff with that. Um, there, I wanted to touch up on a verse because I wanted to get back on topic a little bit, but I just kind of did tan- tangent there a little bit. First <laughs> um, Corinthians 9.27 uh if you don't know the context it's verse 24 to 27 um this verse i wanted to see what you think about this verse this verse it says um in the american standard bible uh, bible it says but i strictly discipline my body and make it my slave so that after i have preached to others i myself will not be disqualified yeah <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was muted. I didn't realize I was muted. Um, <laughs> again. So, no, yeah, I like that. The way it talks about, you know, our body and everything. And just, yeah. Mm. Well, it's like Paul it, remains in the state of like continual training because he does not want to yeah. be disqualified. Yeah. It, he's it's not like, talking about losing salvation as a result of sin, though. Yeah, but it's it's the constantly training, like your body, you know, 
and it, it not only your body, you know, keep taking care of that because it's your temple, mm-hmm. but like also training, you know, your spiritual side of constantly bettering yourself and your walk with Christ. Mm-hmm. So like that is a, something I was, you know, I think about um, a lot. Well, you you can cross reference it with Second um, Peter, uh, yeah, uh, one one ten, where it says, "Therefore, brothers and sisters, make effort to confirm your calling and election, because if you do these things, you'll never stumble." And in this sense, it's talking about stumbling from, like, what God's called you, because you're confirming what you are called to do in Christ. And you see in this situation, back to the First Corinthians nine twenty seven, you can see it, Paul is recognizing that he is called to do something greater than what he thinks. And he's afraid that he's going to be disqualified for not doing what he's being called to do. And he feels like I got to do this. Um, and it's that it's that uh, Christian discipline of making sure that you're doing what God's calling you to do mm-hmm. and, and trust in him. And that's consistent with how Paul teaches about, Christ and what we're supposed to do. And even in this whole chapter, you can see Paul encourages Christians to willingly give up their rights for the good of those who are weak in their faith. Paul shows that he too has given up his rights, including the right as an apostle to receive financial support from those he serves. He boasts that he serves the Corinths without any compensation, even at great cost to himself. Paul describes himself as like an athlete, kind of like competing for a prize of a crown of eternity. And his point is for believers to pursue godliness and the good of others with the kind with that kind of commitment, that kind of intensity. Yeah, and I think that's a lot. Of, uh, that gets lost. Mm-hmm. I feel about nowadays, at least, like well, like I said, here in here in the states, like yeah, any anywhere else where you actually have to be on top of your faith and willing to die for it every day I think keeps them a lot more sharper than it keeps us I agree Yeah, you know if we're in the Middle East and somebody's like oh I disagree with you I, I believe that I should kill you for what you believe you know here that doesn't happen you know we, right. we're not jailed for it well at least not yet you know, <laughs> right. um, not deemed as hate speech or anything like that. Um, but it's it's important. Mm-hmm. It really is. And I, I think, think we, just, <sighs> I think in the U.S. we have a different issue, and that issue is a lot subtler, subtle, a lot more subtle than other countries who deal with persecution flat out. We deal with warping of truths and and mixing and uh, we we have like the which we talked about the before the deconstructionists and you have people who are like I'm getting rid of all the 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 church whatever that corrupted me and all I need well, is love. Just, just look at well, it's the whole. There's so many different things from. The different, basically, branches are not not branches. Can't say they're branches. They're not the um, false teachings 
Oh yeah. So, uh, the, the, they they claim to be part of Christianity when they're not. Mm-hmm. Look at you know you know it says in Revelation at the, like the very end. It says anybody who adds or takes from this book, you know, you're 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 done skis. You're, you know, like you're in trouble. And it's just like you know, uh, look at you know those guys that sort of off in New York, uh, Joseph Smith and all that, and the Mormons. They added to it. They've added a book. They say, "Oh, there's actually a third part. It's a trilogy. Everybody loves a trilogy." It, it, and then you know, there's things like that that are just it's it's false. Um, if you have any Mormons listening, not an attack on you at all. Just I look at more like what it says in Isaiah, and I look at more of what it says about adding or taking away from the Bible. And um, I would just dig more into uh, what you've been taught. Um, also, I just, I feel like, I don't know where I was going with this now. <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, where, hold up, hold up. Where was I going with it? Refresh me. Well, I Gosh. was I was talking about like uh, how the U.S. has a different situation. You were talking about false prophets, false false, false prophets. That's, that's what we deal with. And then you know, there's that, and there's the whole you know uh, deconstruction of the Bible. There's all mm-hmm. these ways that it's been perversed and changed. Even though it's very it's black and white. There's no gray area. Mm-hmm. Be hotter, hotter, cold, or be spit out into the flames. And that's the bottom line. You know, I could ask the little little six-year-old boy, you know, you know, what does it mean to love Jesus? And what is, you know, I could get a little, you know, the the, little child, like it's this childlike faith, Mm -hmm. you know, what does it mean? I'm almost like, I should just call him over here and ask him. (laughs) Right. Like, it's, it's, it's simple. But then people mm-hmm. want to add add stuff to it and perverse it, and then you know it takes away, and that's how people can fall away. It's because there's so much muck and so much just dirty water. Basically, it's it you know, ever need that get that right. dirt filter, need that Jesus to filter out the negativity and the incorrect information. Right. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, okay. You know, that's good. And and like I said, it's in the U S it's different. Like we have, we have an issue of too many people feeling too freely to do whatever they want with the Bible, rather than understanding that it's not my truth, but God's truth that runs supreme and that God's the center, not me. And we see that as a really big issue in general it, on any spectrum of church in the u.s you see the really hardcore where it's like well you vote a certain way you're not christian or you are christian which politics shouldn't be involved in the sense of like who you're standing with god god didn't say like oh you like that pompous pilot no and then you had the other side of it where it's like all we need is love love is love Love is love no matter what. And then it's like, well, Jesus no. is love. <laughs> Jesus is love. Christ but what is love. Is love. Like? Right. love but what like does that Christ. Look? Right. But love what does that neighbor. look like? Yeah. But you need to be, it's, it's a, you know, it's like a fatherly love 
firm, mm-hmm. correcting, but there. It, you know what I mean? It's like I think of my father, you know? He'd be like, hey, mm-hmm. I love you, man. And then I don't disobey. You know, get a little swift, swift pat on the butt. Hey, I've talked mm-hmm. to you. I don't want to do this. You know, it doesn't make me happy. Like, I don't right. want to have to correct you in a way that's going to bring you harm. Mm-hmm. But if you're not going to listen, that's what is going to happen. And it's and right. I do it because I love you. That's the same thing I say, too, mm-hmm. now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> look at you, Bubba. I don't want to. Ha- I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't make me happy. It makes me sad. Right. But I understand that you extend it at more. I, I, at least I do now. You know, nothing, mm-hmm. it, nothing, nowhere does that bring a father joy to have right. to do that. But it's like, it, it's something that you just, you have to do. And I think that comes down to like, God, he, he knows that, you know, we need that, that firm, but loving hand. And as mm-hmm. Christians, sometimes we have to be firm from what we believe in. But also have that loving understanding, and I don't think people always see that. Like, yeah, we're going to disagree with you on things and stand up for what we believe because we have to, mm-hmm. because that is the way, the the light and the truth. Right. And I think people, yeah, and I think people that maybe that have walked away and that aren't saved. Some people have a problem with that. They're like, well, we have to be loving to everybody. It's like, no, I'm sorry. Mm. You have to love them, but you don't have – sometimes somebody needs a firm hand. Like, uh, you know, like between you and your brothers, who is more stubborn? Right. You know, think of that as a kid growing up. You know, there's always that one kid – you know, that stubborn kid. And they mm-hmm. needed, you know, they needed a firmer hand. Like – my brother and me, we were pretty stubborn. And sometimes we needed a firmer hand. And I think sometimes that turns people away. Right. Because they're like, well, I don't like that. It's like, well, right. you know, no, nobody likes that. But it, it depends on each person. Some people see that as necessary. Some people mm-hmm. don't. Right. I, I think... Um... I th- I wanted to add in on this because kind of getting back on the OG topic, once they'd always said, is this biblical or is it not? And the Bible teaches a Christian can sin in such a way that'll be he'll be in worse condition than when he was in before he became a Christian. Um, if you don't know this reference, right off the bat, Second Peter 2, 20-22, Peter wrote, For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning. For it had better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. But But it is happened unto them according to the true proverb, the dog has turned to his own vomit again, and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. And we can see that the dog turning to his own vomit and the sow that was washed turned back to her own wallowing in the mire are used to people who have become Christians, like this verse is talking about, left their life of sin, and then went back into that sinful world. And if in 
the latter end, they still saved. How could their latter end possibly be worse than the beginning? So this right here does show that living that life of sin, not just sinning and then, oh no, I lost salvation again. No, we, we are saved, saved through faith and by grace alone, by faith alone. But this is saying that living, like living in sin, living a life of sin is different because you are choosing to go against God. Just like I said, when, when, uh, like my family member, they're just like, this is wrong. They started doing it. They did one thing and they're like, this is wrong. I can't do this. I won't do this. It's because they listen to the Holy Spirit tell them like, this is a sin. This is wrong for you to do. And they were like, yep, I agree. I'm not doing this anymore. Nope. I'm out. And that was because of that Holy Spirit. But if you sit there and like, I don't care. Like, I understand this is wrong, but I'm going to keep doing it because I want to do what I want to do. That is the understanding here that you can be saved, but you can go back to living life of sin without remorse, without repentance, without turning away from it. And that's important to distinguish. I mean, even in uh, the parable of the vine and the branches, when Jesus said, every branch in me that beareth no fruit, he taketh away, which is John 15, 2. <laughs> yeah. Chop it off. So it's it's just showing that like the intensity here. And when you talk about fruits in the Bible, it's usually like that of your labor. Like just if you, the Holy Spirit's within you, it doesn't mean all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, now I got to, you know, go to the homeless shelter and start feeding people. I got to do works now. It's like, no, I'm saved through faith, by faith alone, through grace and grace of God through Christ. The cool thing is, is that that part of Christianity, of being kind to others, showing love, support, care, being patient with others, being calm-minded, um, all that stuff, it talks about the Holy Spirit and the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians 5. That stuff comes when you start listening and following Christ, which is why we are told to follow Him, which is that whole thing that... Uh, Paul was using as like a race, like, like, okay, we need to, he's like, I need to finish the race. I need to do a good job. I need to, it's like that competitive, like, I want to embrace God. I want to share who he is. I want to be a part of that because I hate this filth that's making me feel gross and not good. I want the real thing. I want the real truth, the real happiness, the real satisfaction, the real peace that I get through Christ. And that's something that we get once we accept him, receive the Holy Spirit, and then th that stuff starts to follow as long as we mm -hmm. are listening and connecting with mm -hmm. him by reading and praying, etc. Yeah, it's a different, it's completely different. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I think that's the biggest thing, like I was saying. I think people that said they've walked away, I don't know if they've ever truly... I said, when I heard that, like, oh, I used to believe, and I walked away. When I hear that, I'm like, I, I instantly, I, I think it's judgmental in a sense, but I'm like, I don't think you ever truly believed or actually had a real relationship with Jesus. You know? Right. And that's, that's my opinion always, because I'm going like, nah, man, because if you knew, if you knew the way I know, if you knew the way that, you know, if you truly knew Christ, there's you know there's no other option, there's no other way, and life 
is like you know, like you just said in that verse. Mm-hmm. That is what it's all about. There is no other way, you know. The life is just all it's all together better with him. Even when right. you're going through the bad parts, it's better through Christ. Like, and I, it's, uh, yeah. There, there's, um, there's a, there's a thing where I see it more often nowadays where if you're not strong in the Bible and what God says, and because it's a really fine line, like, how to act with people, how to talk, how to, to to share the word of God, how to preach the word of God, how to preach the gospel. And it is a fine line. And people say, well, what do you mean by fine line? And and I say fine line in the sense that you can't just walk up to people, like I said earlier, and just say, John 3.16, Jesus loves you. Or, wow, look at that person. They are sinning. That's not productive. You don't speak. Yeah. You speak positive. Hey, look. I'm a sinner. You share your testimony. I'm a sinner. I was in ruts. I was dealing with like, I was struggling with this. I was struggling with that. My life was rough. Things were getting bad. I was overwhelmed. And then I found God. And when I found him and accepted him as my Lord, my savior, the one who I want to follow, I was blessed with the Holy Spirit, just like everybody else can be. And I was given peace. I was given this new life where I understand who I am in him and what makes him so important. And the thing is, is that if you don't keep studying and keep reading and keep seeking him, not because uh, not because it's like a closer thing or because it's like uh, it, it's you want to know him because it's a relationship part. Yes but you want to grow in him so that you are stronger to help others get to him as well and understand who he is and accept him too. But the issue is, is that people who say they're Christian, especially in the U S they maybe read once a a week, like on Sunday and think that church is the only time they read church is the only time they worship church is the only time they pray. And then when they go out to the world for six days that week, they're dealing with things being thrown at them saying, Look at these Christians who are bigoted. Look at these Christians who don't know better. Look how hateful this is. And you see it all of our media, all these random churches who say this, say that, do this, do that, screaming and yelling. And it's like, those are wrong ways to do things. They are. They're not true Christians if you're acting like that because there's no good fruit from it. You can see that. It's very obvious. But that's where we have to understand who God is. And we see in this world a lot, especially here in the U S where people take that and say, you know what? You're right. That's hateful. That's wrong. We shouldn't treat people like that. We shouldn't say these things. Let people be people. Love is love. And all of a sudden you're dealing with doubt that the Bible's even real. There's deconstruction everywhere saying, look, the Bible's fake. This is fake. This is unreliable. This pastor said this one word wrong. So he's wrong. So that whole chapter is wrong. This is wrong. And there's so much stuff out there that people tend to agree with it because it's so overwhelmingly loud. And it's just like in your face constantly. This is what's going like you're wrong. And this is why you're wrong. You get TikTok. you scroll Ew. through deconstruction Bible and oh. if you scroll through it, it's just constantly like, 
this is why Jesus was gay. This is why God is trans. This is why, you know, you see it constantly. Oh. This is why, you know, the apostles were actually all lovers. This is why Jesus slept with Peter. And like, you see all this stuff. This is why, you yeah. know, Joseph uh, wasn't who he says he was. This is why Mary is unimportant. This is why you see all this stuff that starts coming up and it's constant. And this is and why just... we're closer to the end times. Right. No. <laughs> and it, it, no, it's true. No, because... I know. It's just, it's those things that, you know, uh, it's stuff like that. It's like, uh, it's sad to see, but, you know, you know, it's more is coming. But it's mm-hmm. like, I have somebody I used to pastor with. Mm-hmm. And I, I see their stuff now. I'm going like, man. This people sound like they've fallen off the deep end because I'm like, but see, like they're they're not walking with God anymore. That's where I'm going. Like, dang, like you actively chose that. But right. also, I think because we live, like I said, in America and in this environment where you know where you get fed a bunch of bullcrap and you buy into it. Mm-hmm. This person started getting at the whole deconstruction of the Bible. They started, you know, all of a sudden, you know, buying into all this stuff. They're posting all this crazy stuff. Left their their spouse and all this stuff. But I'm like, why? Like, oh, you know, it's just not. It's not what we we want. And it's I'm like, what? It, you made a covenant with God, mm-hmm. like. Like, what are you doing to your children? Like, and it's stuff like that, and it's like it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And stuff no, like I... that's like it. It just it's mind boggling to me because I'm about to get married, and I'm like, and that is like that is my main focus, and I'm like, there's no way you'd have to. I'd, I'd have to. You'd have to kill me. Only way I'm leaving her, you know. Like I, <laughs> I just I don't get that, and like the way to fall that is off the rocker, and be that backwards. It's I, the I only know. way I see it being mm-hmm. a thing, where yeah you don't know yeah 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 get you get you you drink the silly juice, and you it's you basically juice. you know what I mean I don't that's best way I can put it you drink the Kool Aid, and next mm-hmm. to all of a sudden oh. Well, yeah, you know, uh, Jesus was gay. It's like, what now? It's like, where? Where biblically does it ever say anything? It's Which, like... That will be our next episode. I, I really uh, want to talk about that stuff in general. But... We should. We should, because I've got lots of words and things to say. I, um, <laughs> I'll add in. Because I know who you're talking about, and um, I I was uh, watching TikTok and their TikTok. Oh, you saw? I did <laughs> saw see that, and you know the thing is, is that it doesn't like it doesn't make me mad and, and angry. It, it kind it just of makes just, me sad. It made me sad, and it's the depressing. only reason why the only reason why it made me sad was because it was an understanding that the actively choosing to go against God. And what the Bible says, because oh. someone who was influencing them on TikTok, media, news, wherever, yeah. was was 
throwing them a gospel that seemed more attractive than what they read with their own eyes and what they were learning. And, you know, and, and that could yeah. be, that could be very little that could be contributed to the church that they were at. It could be, we don't know, like just like not a strong mm-hmm. foundation and like understanding what apologetics are. Cause you got to learn apologetics to understand how to, talk about different subjects and why we believe what we believe rather than just believing something. And, you know, if you do study apologetics for anyone listening, it's the idea of studying the Bible to the point to where you know why you believe what you believe, not just taking things for word at face value, taking things because someone said so it's because you understand why. So that when people come at you and say, this is why do you believe that that's wrong? Like I remember seeing a TikTok. Uh, uh, one of my coworkers was playing a TikTok, um, and was talking about deconstruction of the Bible, and they're like, "Well, you know, did you know the Bible?" Blah blah blah. And I looked over at them, and they're like, "Hey, you're a Christian, aren't you?" I'm like, "Yeah." They're like, "Have you heard this before?" I said, "Well, it's it's wrong." He's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "Well, so what they said was this: if you read the original Hebrew and Greek." That's what this means. That's what this means. And that verse is referring to this chapter in the Old Testament, which that verse, if you look at the original Hebrew, like the Hebrew for it, you can see that's this. And that's what this means. And that's what this means. So when they are saying deconstruct the Bible, this is what is actually what you should be believing in. You can already count it out because the words that they're they're saying don't even line up with the words that they're they're reading. And the original translations, original, like the verse itself references three other verses that back up its statement. And they were ignoring those verses because it doesn't back up what they wanted as truth. And that happens oh, all the time yeah. with Bible deconstruction. Yeah. And all it takes is somebody who has, you know, all it takes is open up your Bible. Mm-hmm. Well, not the, even that. Study. Like, to study it and know the word, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's all it takes. Yeah, get all get a study Bible and and, and and all this, you know, nonsense. And this is the main thing. Getting on the point of what is what, what anybody who was once saved to lose salvation is because they fall for something that is false, a false teaching. Right, which is what I was saying earlier: is that you can be yeah. led astray. You can be you can that's be led all, astray. I think, yeah, if you allow, if you don't, if you don't have the full armor of the Lord on mm-hmm. and you're actually following God and you're equipped and you're ready to go. And yep. if you don't do that, you leave, you leave room for the enemy to come in, influence you and to lose your salvation because you fall, you fall for a lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it it's sad. And I, I've had multiple, sadly, I've had multiple friends who yep. have walked away from the faith of uh, faith in Christ because of their experience in the church. And if your faith relied on a church, then y- y- you weren't equipped. You weren't co- equipped correctly. That's not what Christ is about. It's not about the church, the building. It's not about the people. It's about him and your relationship with him and learning and adapting and growing with him. And with a church, the church is there to help you communicate and have community with like-minded people who are looking for the same thing you are, which is a closer connection to Christ and understanding him more. But the issue is a lot of people think that church is the only 
thing that makes him Christian. And then they bring a lot of crud from their six days out of the week of not being around God Mm -hmm. into their church life. And it really brings, it really brings a lot of stuff to the church. That's not healthy. Now that doesn't say that doesn't mean that we shouldn't allow them. That means that we should know that not everybody you meet in church is going to be Christ-like. Mm-hmm. But you want them there so that they can learn how to be Christ-like. Because <laughs> not everybody is in a different stage of their walk with Christ. I, everybody, I, I, there's people that are new, some people that are old, some mm-hmm. people that are, you know, elders, some people that have just, you know, are just figuring out the books, you know, of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the problem is that people forget that. Yeah. I will say uh, two things before I wrap it up. First, go listen to our episode number five about what is Bible deconstruction. Great episode. Yes. That way you can learn more about that. Mm -hmm. Um, If also go listen to episode six, which is what is the church? That was our most popular episode. That thing has like thousands of downloads. So it's really awesome to see people talk about that. Um, just don't listen to them all. <laughs> <laughs> right. Listen to them all. I hope you're at this episode thinking, wow, I've already listened to everything before this. <laughs> Chronological. I was for ready it. for this. <laughs> the other point yeah. I wanted to bring across is that a good friend of mine put it this way. Church is a Jamba juice. <gasps> and Christianity is a Jamba juice. Someone Amen. comes in and says, says, I only drink coffee. Why don't you guys serve coffee? Well, you're welcome to come in here. And you're welcome to have some Jamba juice, but we don't have coffee. We don't serve coffee. That's not what we serve here. Well, why don't you serve coffee? Be- because we're, we don't do Jamba coffee. Juice. That's not us. We are Jamba juice. We have fruits. It's healthy for you. It's good for you. I can recommend some stuff to help you along the way. Well, what if I just bring my own coffee machine and I could set up shop here and I could teach, I could show other people and get them coffee. Well, no, because this is our business. This is how things run and has run. And this is what we serve. This is what we have. It doesn't change what you believe. Like you can choose to take some fruit. You can choose to take the Jamba juice. You can choose to take a smoothie. I have recommendations to help you out and pick from, but you're trying to set up shop here. That's not what we sell. What we're discussing. That's not what we, we give. We give fruit. We give Jamba juice. Yeah. You and cannot th- have a mocha chai latte. You get a razzmatazz and you'll like it. <laughs> so that concept is the same thing. Now. Right? That concept yeah. is the same thing with, with the church and Christians, how we should interact with people who, who live in sin or live a life of sin. You, are, you don't understand sin is sin until you receive the Holy Spirit and acknowledge Ooh. that you need the Holy Spirit to determine what is right and wrong. Because you can say... Well, you know, this isn't sin because you don't have the Holy Spirit to tell you, hey, by the way, that's kind of gross or that's kind of messed up or that's not what I want. That's not what God is. And that's the whole point of salvation. You're saved. You receive the Holy Spirit. And then everything else starts to fit into where you're like, I don't like doing this. I don't like doing that because the Holy Spirit is like, hey, that is not godly. That is not what I designed. This is not this is not my Jamba Juice. This is not my Jamba Juice. You're in a Starbucks, sir. You need to go back to Jamba Juice. Oh my gosh. Can we make it a t-shirt? This is not my Jamba Juice. I can do that, but I mean, might get hit with that copyright. Oh, dang. This ain't my juice. This is not my fruit juice. This is not my juice. 
I don't know. I could put it like, um, can I have coffee? We serve juice. <laughs> Something simple. We, we serve juice. We serve juice. So like, yeah. I like that I idea of yeah. we serve juice. But it, the, the thing is, is that that is a great analogy to understand when Christian, true Christian, uh, biblically founded churches say, everyone welcome. And then still teach the gospel correctly and teach mm-hmm. God's word correctly. Because everyone is welcome to accept Christ or not accept Christ. We got to show them, show people why we need Christ, why we need God, why is faith in Christ so important, why accepting him is important. Showing that is still very, very important to salvation and understanding that everybody is welcome, but that's not for them to have a platform to share their coffee with us because that's not, that's not the goal here. The goal is to show them why, why the fruit is healthy and why smoothies are healthy because that's what was designed that way. God gave us this and is showing us the right way, the right path to salvation through him and through Jesus. And that's the obligation of Christians into the church. And people see that as hate speech. Well, you must hate coffee then. Well, I've been I'm not a fan I'm, of it. I'm told that fruit is better, smoothies are better for me, and I'm given fruit, I'm given smoothies, and I live a healthier life and a happier life. So I'm gonna stick with what God has given me, Christ has given me, and I'll walk that path. You are welcome to like it and try it, or you're welcome to move on. It's up to you. My life is not to force you, but it's for you to choose. And this happens with Christians who fall away. It happens with Christians who are new that are just learning and then don't understand what all the stuff is in the world that's thrown at them all of a sudden on TikToks and Instagram reels, etc., saying did you believe this? Well, you're wrong because I say blah, 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 blah. So I just, that, that's really what I wanted to finish up with. It's just kind of that, that analogy. I wanted to finish on, well, that's blah, 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 blah. I wanted to finish on, finish on the coffee and Jamba Juice analogy. <laughs> well, no, that's that's a good on. one. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's important to realize that too. That's exactly what we are. It, like, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's this is what we are. If you mm-hmm. don't like that, sorry, but this is what we offer. And it's not right. that we're trying to be mean. We love everyone. We don't agree with you on how you to do it, but we do coffee. We don't do coffee. We don't do coffee. That's a good shirt. We don't do coffee. That's, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> and do like a little coffee with an, like a don't symbol with a coffee. <laughs> People are just going to think we're some like fruit nuts or something. <laughs> and then on the back of the t-shirt above like the, the back part of the collar, GTP, the logo and the front, yeah. a coffee with the, 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 you know, the, the slash going through it. I like it. That's it. That's the next one. Uh, let us know on social media if you guys like that idea and if we should make it a t-shirt. Yep. <laughs> I would glad and to make social, that a shirt. And those social media, what's, what's, what is it? What, plug it real quick. Uh, Gospel Truth Project. So if you actually go to Twitter, and I'm going to do this correctly this time, if you go to <laughs> podcast, podcast GTP, 
um, on Twitter, you will find our page. Uh, and then if you want to, if that's too hard for you, do gospeltruthproject.com. Um, get your merch. There's a store button. Scroll down. Listen now. There's a whole bunch of different stuff. We have um, a blog that you can click on. I'm sorry they're long, but you can't just skip over some subjects. They're really yeah. important. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, like I think the most recent blog on there as of recording this is what does the Bible say about the chosen? Because that was an intense topic I had with a lot of different people about you have to be chosen by God to be saved, et cetera, et cetera. Great blog. Just because I wrote it, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying in general, a lot of the discussion from that blog is interacting with other people what they said, how that lines up with the Bible, what that looks like, what does the Bible say, what does God say about this, and I highly recommend reading it. There will be more blogs coming, so just keep in mind that there's more always coming. You can follow the blog, sign up on the blog, etc. It's great, fantastic. So, with that, I think we're going to end the podcast because we were actually a little, we're definitely over an hour, like about an hour 15. Really? I feel like yeah. we keep going. I know. One of these episodes, we need to do a two-hour episode. Two-hour. A a two-parter? Part one, part two. Oh, my gosh. I'm down. Okay. I I think I have a topic I'll talk to you afterwards about what we could do for the part one, part two. A two-topic, because it's it's long. But (laughs) we'll get to that when we get there. Um, uh, I I guess I'll pray us out. And then we can... um, yeah, we'll wrap this up. How you feeling? You you are muted, by the way. Okay, that's fine. I'm, I figure that you're doing something real quick. That's okay. I am going to pray us out. So. Lord, yes, you are. Awesome. <laughs> Sorry. I was talking with the child, and then I had to mute. I get that. It's fine. Um, All right. So, Lord, thank you that we get to sit here. We get to discuss you. We get to read your word freely. We get to honor you with studying you, learning about you, growing in you. Um, I pray that what we discussed here helps people uh, see you better, see you in a brighter light, to understand you more, to to get closer to you and to continue living the life that Christ has wanted for us. And I just thank you for your Holy spirit and the discernment it brings, the peace that it brings, the love that it brings, the self uh, confidence that it brings, that we're confident in you as Christ alone, faith alone, grace alone through you. And I thank you for um, just your living word that it gives us strength in times of need and, um, yeah, I just thank you for everything we're able to do through here. And I just pray that you continue to bless this podcast and that it just grows into something bigger than what we can imagine, just so that we can reach a bigger audience, reach more people and be able to bless more people that they can see you and experience you. And we thank you for that. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody. Oh, we'll yeah. see you on the next one where Dylan hosts. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know what about, but we'll find out next week. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. See you guys on the Flippity Flop. Bye. Bye. <laughs>